In this podcast, I wanted to discuss intellectuals more, well, more specifically writers. And in this episode, I wanted to talk about Charles Bukowski. Now, in this podcast, I wanted nothing to be structured. I wanted to have nothing planned whatsoever. I just wanted to talk and discuss one essay in particular that I read lately by Noam Chomsky named The Responsibility of Intellectuals. Now, in page 12, I think there were about 30 pages or 33, in page 12 he stated uh, that what has made students and junior faculty go left, as he sees it, amid general prosperity and under liberal welfare state administrations. This, he notes, is a riddle to which no sociologist has yet come up with an answer, since these are young people are well-off, have good futures, etc. Their protests must be irrational, it must be the result of boredom, or too much security, or something of this sort. He then continued the essay, stating that as honest men, the students and junior faculty are attempting to find out the truth for themselves rather than ceding the responsibility to experts or to the government, and it may be that they react with indignation to what they discover. These possibilities, Crystal does not reject. They are simply unthinkable, unworthy of consideration. More accurately, these responsibilities, or possibilities rather, sorry, are inexpressible, the categories in which they are formulated, honesty, indignation, simply do not exist for the tough-minded social scientist. When he stated this, my first thought was writers. To me, intellectuals are writers, journalists, creative thinkers. I think that the way that they come up with their own minds, with their own opinions, with their creativity and how the social world revolves around them, to me, it's fascinating. And in one blog post that I made on my blog, Global and Vocal as well, on WordPress, I made a post called, So You Want to Be a Writer. Now, what I said in this article was this. This will always be my favorite poem, the speech I always needed, and the thoughts that I always wanted to hear. Despite the controversial views towards this writer, I undeniably adore his raw honesty regarding journalism and writing as a passion, expected to be linked to an occupation. Bukowski is often associated and remembered by the era where he grew disillusioned with the publication process and stopped writing for almost a decade. Yet I see him as a writer who began writing again once he left the hospital after his near-fatal bleeding ulcer. Poet and short story writer, he needed to write. I will never admire him for the way he spoke about women, but I will always admire the way he felt about writing. The manner in which this man kept writing, regardless of the critics or the lack of sold work, is a representation of all of us, artists and writers. Now, this man has inspired me more than I could possibly discuss in a podcast or two or write about. And the thing is, I have never read an actual book of his. I haven't read, I think it's called Factorum or Women, and I would love to, but I cannot get my, my hands on any book because they're not, they're not in stock where I live, as I do not live in a speaking, um, in an English-speaking city or country, rather. Um, but I have read his book on writing and just reading his experience with publishers and the way that, like I said, he grew disillusioned because he basically saw like there wasn't any hope left for his writing to get out there. However, I have listened to, well, not really podcasts, but he had live read shows, if you will, where he basically drank wine, smoked, and read out all of his work. And I found that 
fascinating. I found it beautiful the way that it was so raw. It wasn't, he didn't try to put up an act. He really just read it as if he was having a conversation with the audience and all he wanted to do was share his work. However, there's one poem I have listened to. I haven't read it in a book or a compilation of his poems, but I have listened to a, several adaptations of his poem, which has also been used for several adverts, which I found a bit uh, almost like an insult because I think there's much more to it. However, I will read it out because if you haven't listened to this yet or haven't read it, I think that if you're anyone who has any uh, creative outlet, it will help immensely. If it doesn't come back bursting out of you, in spite of everything, don't do it. Unless it comes unmasked, out of your heart and your mind and your mouth and your gut, don't do it. If you have to sit for hours staring at your computer screen or hunched over your typewriter searching for words, don't do it. If you're doing it for money or fame, don't do it. If you're doing it because you want women in your bed, don't do it. If you have to sit there and rewrite it again and again, don't do it. If it's hard work just thinking about it, don't do it. If you're trying to write like somebody else, forget about it. If you have to wait for it to roar out of you, then wait patiently. If it never does roar out of you, do something else. If, you're f if you first have to read it to your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your parents or to anybody at all, you're not ready. Don't be like so many writers. Don't be like so many thousands of people who call themselves writers. Don't be dull and boring and pretentious. Don't be consumed with self-love. The libraries of the world have yawned themselves to sleep over your kind. Don't add to that. Don't do it. Unless it comes out of your soul like a rocket. Unless being still would drive you to madness or suicide or murder. Don't do it. Unless the sign inside of you is burning your gut. Don't do it. When it is truly time, and if you have been chosen, it will do it by itself, and it will keep on doing it until you die or it dies in you. There is no other way, and there never was. When I first read this, I was surprised with the don't be consumed with self-love. And I noticed that a lot of the writers that I admire, such as Fyodor, I cannot say this for the life of me, but Fyodor Dostoevsky, um... They're very isolated from society and have this immaculate observation of the people around them because they just marginalize themselves from such. And this is because they had no self-love. They were so isolated because they were pushed out of their social groups to the point where they just didn't want to reach out into it anymore. And yes, that caused great art. However, I don't think that you need to have any self-hatred in order to write your feelings out. I think that that just creates a certain type of of work, I guess you could say, because Notes from Underground, for example, is my favorite book of all time by Fyodor Dostoevsky. And it is exactly that. He He was a Russian writer who isolated himself to the point where he called it the underground. And he has an encounter with one character in particular who he cannot interact with. And I think that that creates a great story. But if we all wrote about the same thing, we would become what he's just stating not to do. But at the same time, there is now an era of self-love publications such as uh, Milk and Honey and uh, uh, one I read recently, Flux by Orion Carlotto, which are 
it's they're 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 great in their sense i did not personally like flux and i wrote about that on my blog however um i do think that to tell someone to deprive themselves of something that we are now trying to get every individual to strive for which is self-love is ridiculous i think that for example, I personally feel that when I'm heartbroken, I write the most raw pieces of work. And I think that's because of the whole idea of, you know, when you're happy, don't make promises. And when you're sad, don't make decisions. But at the same time, I do not agree with that. So just bear that in mind. I just love the way that he can say whatever's on his mind and it always sparks conversations. I've had so many conversations about these agreements with certain sentences, but love overall for his work. And that's something that I absolutely love in him as a writer, yet not as a person. And again, linking back to uh, Noam Chomsky, it really reminded me of the way that he viewed uh, intellectuals because, again, in page 13, he states, Obviously, these emotional ideological types are irrational since being well-off and having power in their grasp, they shouldn't worry about such matters. He basically focused on the fact that intellectuals are too afraid to cause any radical changes in society, yet will complain because they're critics of society and basically hope that higher-ranked status members such as the government will make these changes so that they can get the consequences if it goes wrong. And I love the way that that reminded me of Charles Bukowski because he criticized every matter of society, including people in his life that didn't allow him to speak of the changes he wanted, yet he didn't make a change. And... To me, that's an intellectual. You spark the idea that change should be caused, but you don't do it yourself because I are we lazy? I, I don't I don't know if it's because we are too stubborn that we just want to stay and just sit on our desks and write and, and complain so that one day someone will find our work and notice that we wanted the changes that had just happened and it was only after our deaths that those changes happened. I don't know if that's their way of thinking. I don't know if it's because without the power of causing change, without being in an elite group, we can make the changes. I, I don't really know and I want to start this conversation more often because after reading several articles and essays on the, the responsibility of intellectuals, I'm not quite sure what makes an intellectual and why intellectuals just criticize uh, social issues in hopes that they will be changed, but they don't actually do it themselves, um, such as journalists, which, you know, jo jo uh, George Orwell, um, Peter Dostoevsky, and Charles um, Bukowski also were. They all criticized immensely which nowadays for example journalists cannot do because if your name is attached to any kind of critic about social issues you're no longer allowed to discuss unbiased <laughs> issues in a newspaper or uh, you know online or as a reporter and I absolutely hate that so what are intellectuals nowadays because journalists are too afraid to speak their minds in case that their position won't allow it because they could potentially cause change, but at the same time, writers are not hurt as much because of the decrease in readers. And then we have higher-ranking government uh, and politicians and just people of power who do not want to cause the change when it benefits them to keep the same 
kind of situation going. So what makes an intellectual and how do you feel about Charles Bukowski? Thank you.